Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. You're about to watch an episode of Slightly Offsides, exclusive content from our Patreon and for all of our YouTube channel members. I hope you enjoy the show. Sometimes, horse, just sometimes you have to go slightly offsides. And we're offsides live today for the first time. We'll see how many people actually jump in and interact with us, but this is going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody should jump in and interact with us. It's not every day you get me on the channel live. You? You're making this about you? Usually. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty fair, actually. So, Horst, uh, we're going to have some fun conversations right now because, of course, mini camps are going on. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of topics that are coming up. And so let's just get into that right away. Let's just get into mini camp. And so have you heard anything about, like, what's going on at mini camp? Are you excited that the 49ers are actually doing mini camp this year? Because they didn't do it last year. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I'm excited because it means football is that much closer. But I don't pay too much attention to what you hear Outside of obviously praying there's no injuries to any yeah. anyone anyone important, you know, that everyone's there, that everyone's healthy. Outside of that, I don't pay too much attention to it. I mean, I, I do read through what's going on in the reports and stuff, but I don't, you know, live and die by this situation. It's... They don't have pads on. It's basketball and grass. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things is that fact that the 49ers are actually staying healthy this year. 
Um, that has been a big topic of conversation. And so far, the only thing we've heard is a little bit of hamstring tightness for Danny Gray. Um, he's been working out with the gun, and they're, of course, resting him and, and kind of slowing things down. Were you surprised that the 49ers moved up minicamp a full week? Um, from, you know, I mean, it, it looked like it was going to be next week. OTAs were going to wrap up this week, then finish with minicamp. But Kyle Shannon moved it up. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, I had thought it was next week, although up until late last week when they said it got moved up. I mean, knowing Shanahan Lynch, that company, there is a very good reason why it happened. Some There's sound reasoning and logic behind pretty much everything they do. He doesn't have to explain it to everyone, but I'm sure there is. And it doesn't really make a difference when it is. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't really make a difference when they have minicamp. Kyle Shanahan kind of just said, it's three more practices. You know, he he just looks at it as as OTAs being twelve practices, three of those including minicamp, and he said he doesn't really like to do all those practices. In fact, he likes to, uh, you know, kind of do his own thing. So it wasn't too surprising that you know that that happened. But one thing, horse, that could have surprised absolutely everyone was it's not Warriors time. But yet Debo Samuel still in town because Debo showed up. Are you excited? I mean, I'm ha I guess it's better than if he didn't, but I, I'm not surprised by it. I was expecting him to be there. He never said he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, that's true. And it, the guy's going to lose $95,000 per day that he doesn't come. He's it's, not stupid. It's actually $95,000 for the entire oh, minicamp. Oh, excuse me. I thought it was pretty Yeah, it, it kind of starts with like seventeen k, I think, for the first day. Then it oh. escalates to like forty k, and then, you know... It, Excuse me, yeah. I thought it was 95 per day. I misread that. Yeah. But either way, I mean, Debo was out there. He was on the field. He was getting loose. They showed him running a few routes, warming up with the teammates. And I think it just shows that he's going to play this year. Yeah, and, and one thing he was doing today was mocking the defense. When the offense was making plays, he was having fun with D'Amico and the other players. Um, and what Kyle Ushek said was, this was just Debo being Debo. So Debo's back to just being normal Debo. Now, the one thing that was interesting, and it, even Jay Hill's the one that tagged us on Twitter, was that yesterday on Papa and Lund, um, they announced that Debo Samuel had actually replaced the group that has been negotiating with the 49ers, his contract group, and that he's going with new representation. So there's, there's hope now that the 49ers are going to be able to work out a deal with him. Do you think that's good? Because the guy represents A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown got... You traded. He represents DK Metcalf. Metcalf doesn't show. Yeah, I definitely think it shows, and no disrespect to either of those two guys. However, they want to handle it. It's their job, their life, their money. But it, it shows that maybe D or Debo's a little more serious about getting on the field than those guys. He's a little bit more wanting to be there, wanting to be on the team he's on. And he probably saw, I mean, those were clearly failed tactics that that guy used with the 49ers. He attempted to strong arm them. The 49ers did not blink. And now Debo stuck losing a lot of leverage. So I think it was smart of him to switch representation. That guy clearly failed him. Yeah, I think it's smart too. You know, I mean, Debo Samuel uh, is acting like a professional. He's showing up, you know, and, and showing good faith to the 49ers that he wants to go ahead and get a deal done. And, and now it looks like the league is going to have 19 problems still wearing red and gold. And, and that's a good sign for us because we need Debo out there snatching chains uh, because this offense is definitely a lot more dynamic when you have a Debo Samuel oh, definitely. You know, on the on the team. But the only thing that did come out, and I, I can't remember for sure, you know, which one of it was Schefter or, or whoever else. You know, does, Rappaport. Yeah, it could have been Rappaport, whoever, you know, one of these guys that um, 
likes to be an insider. Uh, said that Debo Samuel still, though, wants to play less running back, less in that you know wide back role, but that he wants to play wide receiver more reps, and he wants to get paid like a wide receiver. Shocking, right? He wants to get paid like a wide receiver. That makes you know a lot of sense. But are, are you concerned about that fact that maybe he doesn't want to play wide back anymore? That he wants to be you know predominantly a wide receiver? I can understand his thoughts on the process. The more you carry the ball from the backfield, the more you get hit. Yeah. And you only have so many hits in your career, especially in football. You're at some point, everybody, you know, starts to lose a step and running backs clearly lose them quicker than other positions. So when Debo's um, not wanting to play that position, I do understand it. Although I will still maintain the position that Debo is not a $25 million guy if he's not playing the wide back role. Really? Really? You're going to stick... Yeah, I actually agree with you. I, I was just trying to give a little bit more drama to the show, but I actually agree with you. As a wide receiver, I don't see him as a $25 million no. player, but as a wide back, I see him as a $25 million a tw player. The way I put it to someone I was just having this conversation is... Do I know them? You do. Okay. Well, that um, makes it better his then. His name is David. Oh, well, that's a good one then. He... The guy, is he a better wide receiver than Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? Or any, I know there's other guys that have just gotten those huge contracts. No, but he's a better football player. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that he's one of the best overall football players in the entire league. But if you're taking one of your strengths as a football player away, I'm fine with that if I'm Kyle Shanahan, and it's even understandable. But then you can't get paid like that because part of the reason people hold you in such high regard is the variety of roles you can play. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the things that always needs to be remembered when you're talking about these players is when you want to change one of the roles in which you are going to be operating on the field. Uh, and if it's a strength, you're probably not going to get paid the full amount at which you want to get played or paid. And I think that this has happened before in the past where you've had players, you know, maybe that wanted to change their role or change their position, and then it didn't work out for them. And I think Debo Samuel is pretty aware that mainly when it comes down to it, he's looking for future contracts uh, and longevity that way. So he's worried about. Yeah, it's hurt. understandable. Yeah. But in the same regard, you're right. I mean, it, he's just not worth the money if he doesn't go ahead and and become one of those guys. And and what is up, Jess? Uh, welcome to chat. Uh, appreciate you coming through. He's not. You don't know her? No. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm sure she'll be more than willing to introduce herself later nice uh, with a nice slap to the face and take you off sides. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but, but I think that when it comes down to it, you know, Debo Samuel conversation is, is kind of just what the media wants to do. And really, we've all understood that this is business. This is how people go about, you know, their business and handling things. So I, I think that... Uh, you know, when it comes down to it, this relationship's going to be fine. Kyle Shanahan's fine with Debo Samuel. And I think even Kyle Shanahan knows he can't use Debo Samuel in the complete capacity that he used him last year. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to continue to to monitor. But Debo being back is a good sign, and, and maybe they'll get a deal done. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I think, I think they're fine. They'll get one done. Um, there's at no point have the Niners flinched on him becoming, <laughs> becoming a... <laughs> part of another team he's gonna stay there and i think even kyle would probably admit if you were to talk to him in private that he 
probably ran the ball too much last year. Yeah, I think, with him. Well, I think Kyle Shanahan knew um, in that situation that the only way that they were going to be able to get to the playoffs and do the things that they did was if Debo was able to take over that role. Yes, uh, it was never intended to be Debo Samuel's role from the beginning when Debo was drafted. It was supposed to be Jalen Hurd's role. Yes. Now Kyle Shanahan had a vision for that, you know, for a player to do that. Uh, and then when they got into this season and Raheem Mostert went down, the only one with the explosivity to be able to do things in the backfield, it was Debo Samuel. The guy looks like he's straight got a rocket firing out of his ass when he's going from you know his position to the line of scrimmage. It's absolutely impressive. The only guys I've seen that are shot out of a cannon like that are the extreme athletes like Raheem Mostert. Uh, so Debo being used in that capacity was needed, and I don't think they get where they got without him. Agreed. But you can't do that overall every single season so yeah i understand it and the jaguars really screwed everyone by giving christian kirk 20 million a year oh, uh, you mean you mean trent bulky screwed something up you're shocked he's still screwing the niners yeah yeah he, he's he's one of those guys that's messing things up and and now the the rams give aaron donald you know 30 million dollars for an interior defensive lineman i mean i know he's one of the best to do it in the league but uh to me that's that makes me Really nervous about Nick Bosa coming up next year because Kyle Shanahan did discuss uh, that Nick Bosa's you know contract uh, team and the 49ers have decided to wait and discuss it later. So Nick Bosa's betting on himself. Does that make you a little bit nervous that Nick Bosa might want $35, $40 million next year? I mean, the cap is supposed to shoot up over the next couple of years, but yes. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Why that, that used to be just quarterback money. Remember that we remember when we complained that Jimmy Garoppolo is making twenty seven million dollars. Well, I didn't complain. Well, you didn't. I'm just saying. I'm an in, in generality source. Wasn't pointing the ultimate finger at you. I'm Team Jimmy. Oh, you are. What does Team Jimmy consist of? Me. Oh, just you. You're all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's. Are you, do you have your own merch? Not yet. You're you're like Jimmy Army of One. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. Okay, well, we'll see how that works out for you. Uh, another thing that came out this week during mini camps was Kyle Shanahan was talking about D Ford, and he talked about D Ford coming in for a physical next week, and said he expects that he's going to be cleared because the doctors have given an all clear on him. You know, his outside doctors. I was thinking, yeah, and then that was completely slashed in one moment when Kyle Shanahan said, "I still don't foresee him being a part of the team in 2022." Did that surprise you? And no. Uh, are you disappointed that D Ford won't be on the team? I wouldn't say disappointed because I knew it was coming. Yeah. But yes, when I first figured out it was coming a little bit, it would have been nice to see D Ford get back to the D Ford of old. I just don't think his back's going to let that happen. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things when you're dealing with a back and neck, uh, I get really nervous about that. You know, you're like, my neck, my back. I, I probably shouldn't finish that, even though we're slightly outsized. I don't want to go that far. Um, you know, I mean, that's one of those that things. That is encroachment. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely encroachment. Uh, maybe a legal use of hands at some point. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, D Ford, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys that first step explosiveness off the, off the edge is really nice, and the things he did in 2019 were impressive. Um, but he's just, you know, hasn't been able to stay healthy since then. And you've noticed a difference. In 2020, that defense was absolutely slow off the edge. You know, Kerry Hyder was the main guy. Uh, and and no, Jess, I'm not going to finish that song. Um, so, sorry, you're not getting that. Uh, and then, as far as, you know, in 2020, he couldn't stay healthy. 2021, he comes back. He had three sacks last year in limited plays. 
Um, but they just feel he's probably not going to, you know, be able to do it again. And so I understand, you know, them moving on from him. And Horse, who do you think is the most likely? We know Samson Ebicom spoke to the media today. We know he's probably going to be the starter opposite of Nick Bosa. But when it comes to D Ford's role, because D Ford's role has definitely changed over the years, that third down guy that can come in and absolutely close it down, who's the guy on this roster you think is going to be that guy? Um, do you think it's going to be Ebucom? Do you think it's going to be uh, Kamoko Ture? Do you think it's going to be Jordan Willis, Charles Amenehue? What are your thoughts? I don't think that exact job is going to be taken. I think it's going to be a multitude of guys playing a little bit different roles between the guys you just mentioned, Ture, Amenehue, Ebucom, um, Kerry Hyder, guys like that. I don't think any of them have exactly D Ford's skill set, but they're all very good players. Yeah, and then one of the conversations, and D'Amico Ryans looked a little bit perturbed when he was asked, was about Charles Amenhew playing defensive tackle. I think he didn't really want people talking about the fact that his defensive ends are going to be playing inside and that there's going to be a lot of movement there. And I think he didn't want Amenhew to be already coined as the Arden Key type role that we saw last year. And so he looked at, it kind of looked frustrated. In fact, there was a couple times he made some weird faces in the interviews today, but that was one of them. And one of the conversations has been Kerry Hyder potentially moving inside and playing D-tackle. Do you think that's something the 49ers should do? On rundowns or just on pass downs? Just in general. I don't really want to see Hyder inside unless it's pass downs. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can do it. But my personal opinion would be that you only want to see him inside on for sure passing downs. Yeah, so you're you're ready for him just to be one of those kind of guys. I think he's going to – well, I think he can play end in, against yeah. the run. But I think he would struggle interior against the run. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The 49ers have a lot of uh, defensive linemen, and Nick Bosa said they're going to have to leave some extra spots for this defensive line because it's going to be an, a fantastic. And, Horse, another thing that came up this week – was once again the the center position, of course, with Alex Mack retiring, is at the forefront. And Kyle Shannon is talking about Brendel and Brunskill, the B and B boys. Um, which one of these guys, because they both got nice things said about them by Trent Williams and Kyle Shannon, do you believe is the most most likely to be the center? I don't know. Wow. Um, Thanks. Brunskill, you know, brings that. a lot of veteran experience to the table. Brendel hasn't played very much football. Um, I did think it was super interesting. I never knew this when they talked about Brendel testing out in the high in the ninety percent ninetieth percentile. Yeah. For as far as athleticism, strength, all that stuff for a center. I never knew that. That he was that athletic. Yeah, I thought that was some really interesting news and, and welcome K and DR to, to uh -oh. Yeah, you know, business just picked up. Said YouTube is lacking on the notifications. Um, shocking. I mean, that, that's got to be why there wasn't just several thousand people in, in chat right now, Horst. That's what I'm thinking. I figured. But you're right. Some of the things that they said about Brendel and, and the athletic ability coming out in 2016 was impressive. The other thing that they brought up, too, was him being with Forrester in, in Miami. Uh, so he's a Forrester guy. Do you think that's going to help him be able to take over the center job? And the fact that when Trent Williams said he talks to him, he said Brendel's like a coach. He understands the entire offense. I still worry about him just because of the, he's been in the league a while and he still hasn't really got much playing time. Yeah. And the Niners aren't the only team he's been on. That's true. So, I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it. Obviously, he was behind a very good center in Alex Mack last year. So to be, be Alex Mack's backup is definitely not a you know negative or bad thing. But um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really not sure. I haven't seen Brendel play enough. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the things no one... But there's inexperience does scare me. Yeah, right. There's inexperience along the offensive line, including Aaron Banks as well. Um, and Brunskill's in this, and, and my, my thought process has been Brunskill at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a lot of sense for the 49ers. Agreed. But do you think... Uh, some people believe move Brunskill to center and just go with the best overall guard spot. Do you think weakening the guard spot for Brunskill to go center is a good idea? No, I don't. I think a huge part of offensive line is continuity. And I think the more guys you can leave at the position they've been playing, the better. I realize sometimes you have to do it, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, I would I don't think Brunskill is better enough than Brendel. Better enough, yes. Did I say better enough? <laughs> Is enough better? Enough better. Is that how you would word that? I don't know. I I think you might want to rephrase the entire thing. Just just start over from the beginning of the entire. I argument. don't think that run skill is a better as. But <laughs> well, the good news you is threw me off. Now. I'm sorry, horse. Well, the good news is after this, you can go represent Amber Heard because you're uh, as uh, you know as good as her attorneys. Because I really shit the better. <laughs> Something like that, you know, a, a nice poo on the bed with the amber turd, apparently. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Brunskill is very much better than him. Very much If better. he is better. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, somebody's going to have to help us with the exact way to say it. Um, you know what I'm saying. So oh, it I, I know what you're saying. I, I think it's wonderful, in fact. I mean, it's delicious. I'm just, I'm eating it up. I want to put, like, a big topping of whipped cream on it and just go crazy. Yeah, it was delicious, Hori. Hori. Oh, Hori. Oh, this show is derailed. <laughs> Maybe we need to go back to nighttime. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, these these midday shows uh, may, may not may not work. So we'll, we'll see. And Jessica, he's a lot better. It's crazy. And and horse, I wanted to I wanted to go back to minicamp a little bit uh, because I think that there's a, a couple of conversations we haven't had yet. Because D'Amico Ryan's, you're a, a Hufanga guy. You love yourself some huff. He said today when he's talking about Jimmy Ward about Hufanga and Jimmy Ward playing so well together. He didn't talk about any other safety. He talked about them as a pair in a tandem. You. Do you think that's actually? You think it's going to be Hufanga? Sounds like it's the plan. Wow, that's it. it just sounds like it's the plan. <laughs> From everything I've read, everything they've put out, and now him talking like that today, it sounds like Hufanga is going to have every opportunity to earn that job. Great. That's you. <laughs> one and one. <laughs> yeah, it it does right. It it does sound like it's to gonna be honest. I usually don't last very long. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Horse comes up short. <laughs> no one even knows that there's a booster seat under you, just so you can be up here almost as tall as me, or you wouldn't fit in the screen. So anyways, yeah, Hufanga looks like more and more like he's going to be the guy at safety next to Jimmy Ward, uh, which would mean, like you were talking about last week, that you don't feel that Jaquiski Tart is an actual option for the San Francisco 49ers now. It's looking less and less likely, so. Yeah, I think there would have been some sort of news on them at least talking if the Niners were thinking about bringing him back. Uh, we're off the rails again. Horseman yeah. goes off the rails all the what? time. What? Yeah, me. It hasn't been me at all. I've been you trying see to my st- drawings. I've been trying to steer this ship right down the middle. Right yeah. down the middle. Yeah, and and you keep taking it off course. Right down the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. Yeah, I want to talk about one more thing. 
because we do need to get into your schedule selections at some point. I've never been told that. I know. Well, I just said pick them right now. I don't want you to pick them right now. Right now. I don't think you're ready. Um, Right now. But I do want to ask you this. Which game do you think is the toughest game for the 49ers to win of the schedule right now as a precursor to what people are going to see when you make your picks? Man, there's going to be a lot of tough games. Yeah, but like, what's the one that stands out for? The one that stands out as a must win is winning in Seattle. They can never seem to pull it off. A sweep of Seattle would be huge. That would be huge, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's a good one. I really do. Um, and you know, this has been a good episode, Horst. Have you have you enjoyed slightly offsides this time? No, I haven't because I can't stop thinking about that Mexican pizza. So now you're just worried about Mexican pizzas. They won't have them back till September. Is that what they said? That's the rumor. Wow, that's this is the word on the street. I, I don't know what word on the street and and who you go to for these words. Um, if you could find out more about 49ers and less about Mexican pizzas, I think that would be uh. That'd be wonderful, but you know what I mean? I, you got food on the brain, apparently. Um, Taco Bell seems to be the poison of choice, uh, so well done there. But anyways, Whoa. anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with another great episode of Slightly Offsides. This one uh, derailed very quickly. I, I'm, I'm hoping... Anyways, I'm going to uh, go ahead and move on. Thank you so much for watching the, the wonderful episode of Slightly Offsides. It was good to have live chat for the first time. Of course, it I'm, was. I'm looking forward to having more channel members and, and, and patrons involved in our live chat. I think that'll be a lot of fun, but um, next week there's going to be a lot of fun conversations because minicamp is going to be over. I want to get into some of horse picks for the games. Maybe we'll break into like the first schedule. half. Of, yeah, the first half of the schedule and, and break right down now. those picks. Okay, yeah, we'll wait for that next week. We don't want to do that right right now, uh, so we'll wait for we that. We want to leave you on the edge of your seats from this episode. And that's right. You got to give the people, you know, something to remember. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to get into that next week. That'll be a, a lot of fun, and um, and then we'll have some other cool topics, horse. But uh, I'm excited for next week. <laughs> Just like Debo Samuel here to stay with the 49ers because he came back to minicamp. And Talanoa Hufanga at strong safety. It appears Talanoa Hufanga is going to be the strong Hold safety. You. But we'll see. Harvarius Moore is still sitting there, right behind him, waiting. And just like Slightly Offsides is here to stay. Yeah, Slightly Offsides is here to stay. I'm looking forward to the next conversation. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, thanks, everyone, that, that came through the chat. And make sure you check out you know, our show that we're going to be doing about minicamp at 5 o'clock. Alex will be here, and we're going to have a fun conversation. So um, I'll be excited about that. Horace is going to be on the, the football field. He's gonna no, be I'm going to have to be watching. Oh, you're going to be watching now. Horace was supposed to be coaching, but apparently he's going to be watching the show because you just you can't miss me and my guy Alex. I can't miss you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, just and can't then, miss And him. then right here on Patreon on Thursday, you can catch the second episode of Hit or Miss with me and Heather. That's a good show. And I've seen this episode. You do not want to miss. Yeah, it's so definitely a hit. It, it, it is. A, it's, a, it's a good one. And Horse did get a sneak preview of the episode. So uh, Horse says to come check it out. You should come check it out, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is I think we went roll offsides today. <laughs> we definitely did. We'll get it back on track. We might have left the field. Maybe. We'll get it back on track next week, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting into some 49ers topics, adding a little humor on top. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us, and, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night. You just watched Slightly Offsides.
available on Patreon and for all channel members. If you would like to check out more original content like this, including more episodes of Slightly Offsides or Big Yikes, uh, cutback, a 40 yards cutback in time, also hit or miss, hop over to our Patreon, check that out. Become a channel member right here on YouTube today. Thank you for watching. Hope you have a great day. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.